Commencing countdown. Three, two, one. This is the Contracting Experience. Connecting government contracting professionals to the world around them through conversations with acquisition influencers, insights into evolving hot topics, and sharing lessons learned from the field. In this episode, we sit down with the commander of Air Force Materiel Command, General Duke Richardson. General Richardson talks about visiting many AFMC center installations in his first six months in his current role and what surprised him most about what he saw. He also shares how his 2023 Air Force Materiel Command strategic plan was developed and how the workforce can utilize it in executing their missions. I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with General Duke Richardson. General Richardson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So first question, you visited several Air Force Materiel Command Centers and installations in your first six plus months as AFMC Commander. What has surprised you most and where do you see opportunities? Uh, well, what surprised me most? Well, I have to be careful with that one. Um, you know, you know, frankly, what surprised me most is just the, the expanse of Arnold uh, Air Force Base. <laughs> I mean, the, in terms of the wind tunnels and the test capabilities there, I, I was not, I'd never been there. I've been to a lot of our bases. Um, that's one that I had never been to. And so um, that was, that was uh, uh, pretty neat. Uh, another thing that surprised me, I think, was the Installation Mission Support Center, just the reach of it. And so when you think about the, you know, everything that the Installation Mission Support Center touches, I mean, it's got the Services Center, it's got the Civil Engineering Center, Security Forces Center. Basically, it touches every installation on every, on every base, and Air Force and Space Force Base. So that was an area, I've had a lot of familiarity with what our command does. That's one area that I really have not been st st very steeped in. So um, uh, surprise, you know, I would say surprise, but probably more just areas that I had to learn, uh, you know, to get, um, to get myself up to speed on. In terms of opportunities, one of the things that I was able to do that I've been working hard is, is trying to get to all the locations and talk to all the teams. Um, I'll take stock, if you will. So I talked to the secretary and the chief and said, I, you know, I want, I want some time just to kind of take stock of, of the command. And we've been able to do that. And, you know, what's very quick, uh, what's, what you notice really quickly about the command is, is just the strength of the team that's in place and the, the pride and the, the patriotism uh, that's there. And that's not unique to a single location. You can see that you can see that everywhere. That's really, really exciting. Uh, it's just that work ethic and that the pride. Uh, the the OI work, the operational imperative work that Secretary Kendall's got is going on. Um, that's been pretty evident too, that a lot of the teams have been very involved in that. At the same time, we have a lot of folks that are involved with what I'll say, keep them flying. I'm gonna use that as a metaphor if that's okay. Yeah. So whatever system that they work, keeping it operating, mm -hmm. uh, the legacy system. So. Um, you know, while we're transforming the Air Force to the future, we also have to make sure that we're ready to go right. um, tomorrow. And so there's a very large component of that. And so all that stuff kind of, you know, kind of came together into this, you know, the Secretary Kendall always says one team, one fight. Mm -hmm. And I think for AFMC, that's also true within AFMC. It's also even true within each individual center. And so 
So you'll you'll notice that you know that all that that those first couple of months, I guess six months, really led to that to you know when we when we uh, formed up the strategic plan, it very very heavily informed it. And so, the strategic plan, um, you know, you know, we talked about the the four lines of effort. I I hope that you uh, asked me about that as well. But um, the the you know the the what the how uh, I should say the what the who the how and the why. You look at the what, the who, the how, the why in the strategic plan. It really gets after this idea of integrating the command together. So, um, one of the things that um, in my time in AFMC, um, I, I do think we can do a better job of integrating uh, both within each center, and so that each you know uh, inside of a center itself, we can actually get stovepipes of excellence. Is making sure that that uh, you mentioned. Uh, I think you were part of a, uh, one of the fighter or bomber uh, program offices. Mm -hmm. you, tend to, you tend to get in the sense that, oh, I'm working in the F-16 program office, therefore my universe consists of the F-16 program office, and you forget about the fact that you're part of a larger center. That center itself is part of a larger MAGCOM. Mm -hmm. That MAGCOM is also part of the larger Air Force, and so you, you kind of get the, the idea. So this idea of integration um, kept coming out in all of our visits when we were, you know, the uh, Chief Lossie and I were uh, traveling around the bases, and that really did very heavily influence the strategic plan. Great. You recently rolled out the Air Force Material Command 2023 strategic plan. Can you share some background on how the plan was developed? I sure can. The, those visits that, I, that uh, Chief Lossie and I went on very heavily informed it. Um, if you you know the really the 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 six centers, um, you know they're 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 purpose built. I, I like to use you know these are purpose built centers. Each one is unique in its own right. Um, what's, what's really neat about it is each one requires the other ones to be successful, mm -hmm. and so um, which means they need to be integrated, um, not stovepipe. And so that um, that pretty much um, was a lot of the you know, a lot of the impetus. I'll tell you, the other part that really influenced it, there's two other parts that I, that I want to mention. The first is Secretary Kendall came out with these operational imperatives, mm -hmm. and we're, we're all very familiar with them. So how do we, you know, we don't, as, as, the, as the Air Force Material Command, Air Force Material Command Commander, I don't approve program strategies. Mm -hmm. What I do is, is work with the, with the centers to make sure that the, the command is ready to execute those programs that other people approve. And so there's a lot of effort making sure that we're tooled up um, to uh, execute these new programs. Uh, the other part is uh, General Brown. So General Brown's accelerate, change, or lose. Um, you know, if you dig into that, he's got this action order A, B, C, and D. Airmen, B is for bureaucracy, C is for competition, and, and D is for design implementation. And if you think about that, there's a there's a literally a one-to-one -one correspondence correlation between that and our four lines of effort. And so, so the, the and I'll I'll uh, hopefully get a chance to talk about that as well. But the Secretary Kendall's um, operational imperatives, um, General Brown's accelerate change or lose, mm -hmm. um, and then the need to integrate all six centers together mm -hmm. is what led uh, a group of us to sit down. Um, not uh, not just in this building here, but we had folks uh, from all the centers. So uh, there were there were there was a team from all the centers that that, that built this plan and, and got. And it took us a couple of months uh, to kind of work our way through it to make sure that it was right. We didn't want it to be overly complicated. I hope the folks that are 
listening to this have had a chance to read it. Um, I don't think it's complicated personally, but um, but it's also actionable. So. so let's get to those lines of effort. There are four lines of effort outlined in the strategic plan. Number one is deliver integrated capabilities. Number two is strengthen our team. Number three is revolutionize our processes. And number four is amplify warfighting culture. Can you briefly talk to each line of effort and give us some examples for each? I sure can. So deliver integrated capabilities. So Secretary Austin, the Secretary of Defense, talks about this concept of integrated deterrence for our nation. And I think uh, Air Force Material Command is very much part of that. So we deliver integrated capabilities. So that really has a double meaning. The first meaning is that um, when we deliver capability, it should be integrated with other parts, other capabilities that other program offices are developing. Mm -hmm. And so that's, or laboratories or um, heavy maintenance centers. So all that work has to be integrated. So we have to be integrated inside the capability itself, and then it needs to cut across um, center. So for example, um, when the Nuke Weapon Center, um, you know, designs and builds something, we have to make sure that the Air Force Sustainment Center, uh, from a supply sp perspective, is, is able to support it. We also have to make sure the Installation Mission Support Center, um, in the case of Sentinel, for example, um, is, uh, is able to do the, the military construction that's going to be required for that, specifically for that weapon system. Most of our programs also have a, a technical risk that's involved in them that involves S&T work from the Air Force Research Lab that will, will then help us burn down that risk. And then the test center. The test center has to be very much part of any um, design that we do so that we can make sure that it's testable. Um, so all that, that's, a, that's integrated um, across the Air Force Material Command, but then whatever capability, the second meaning is whatever capability that we actually develop, we need, we, we need to make sure that that capability is integrated with other capabilities. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a perfect example is a data link on an aircraft. We want to make sure that we don't have one program developing a data link that only works on that aircraft and talks to aircraft like it. We want to make sure that it can talk to other aircraft even if they're not even the same major command. Right. And so that's super critical. So um, integrated inside AFMC and integrated across the Air Force. That's mm -hmm. the first one. Um, and the second one, strengthen our team. So the first one really is what, that's why we exist, that's the what. Mm -hmm. Strengthen our team is the who. And so um, the word strengthen is, was chosen for a reason. We're actually pretty strong. So when I came in here, uh, you know, taking stock, as I mentioned, um, I quickly learned, wow, this is a strong team already. So really it, the, the idea here is not to make this team strong, but it's to make it stronger. And so we're gonna do that through a number of ways of um, developing leaders. So strengthen our team really correlates to General Brown's action order A for airmen. Mm -hmm. And I use that term from a uniformed airman and a civilian airman perspective. So in order to, to really focus on our airmen, uh, we have to strengthen our team through uh, training, through mentoring, through coaching, um, th through uh, uh, making sure that barriers to um, um, some groups are not, the, the, that we break down barriers so that we can get the full potential that America has to offer. So there's a lot baked into strengthen our team. So we've got a whole uh, number of initiatives that are, that are in there. The third one is revolutionize our processes. And uh, we really are, every center that we have is, is, is uh, process driven. Processes sometimes takes on a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, sort of a, a you know, a, a, a bad uh, rap, I guess. So when you think about revolutionize our our processes, LOE3, that's General Brown's action order, Bravo, bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we have 
processes that really get after these cross-cutting attributes. Mm -hmm. So the strategic plan talks about uh, definitions for those cross-cutting attributes. Uh, sometimes we think of just speed. That's actually one of them, but it's not just speed. We don't want to be able to just go fast. We also want to be able to pivot. Um, and so if the Air Force changes their mind about something, which I wish they wouldn't, but they often do, we need to be able to pivot quickly to whatever the, the new priority is. And so there's flexibility, for example. Balance, I actually absolutely love that one. That's Balance really gets after this idea of, you know, managing polarities. And so, you know, that sweet spot between, you know, the 100% the safe system versus the 100% the, the, the quick system. Right. And so trying to, try, and there's, these, these exist all over the place. The center, you know, the need of one center versus the need of another center. Mm -hmm. Cost versus performance. Um, so there's lots of trade-offs that, that occur. And so how do we build processes that, that make those cross-cutting attributes that's at the top of the strategic plan map um, come to life? And so there's, there's really two elements to that. The first element is continuous process improvement. Mm -hmm. So maybe the process is already pretty good. We just need to tweak it. Um, but it's not just that. So revolutionize was another word that the team chose on purpose because sometimes we might just take the process that we have and throw it out the door and start over. And that really gets into this idea of digital material management. Digital material management um, really does that. It, it really starts with a clean sheet. Um, and so that's, that, that's why that objective, digital material management, is baked in there. So, that gets, so the revolutionize our process gets to the how. And it also is really meant to address um, General Brown's Action Order Bravo. The last one, um, Amplify Warfighting Culture, really is about the why. And that is that, uh, that competition, um, you know, Action Order C for General Brown. So mm -hmm. no accident that these all correlate uh, perfectly with General Brown's action orders. And so what we want to do there on that one is make sure that um, everybody um, sees how their job connects to the, the, the mission. There's a whole... What I should have mentioned is underneath the strategic plan, there's a whole set of initiatives that we're forming up now um, to actually make this come alive. And so um, you can imagine on that one, um, General Schaefer is actually leading that one, uh, that line of effort. Um, you can, e e simple things from, you know, when something lands on our air patch, whether it's, uh, you know, pick, pick, a, pick a location, that we actually afford the workforce an opportunity to go touch it, mm -hmm. see it, walk on it. See, and talk to the air crew that brought it there. Um, and so things like that. Also intelligence briefings. So we're trying to make sure the, the intelligence briefings, um, that the, those are offered to a much wider set of people so they can see firsthand, oh, I see in the news that this is important, but now I really understand it now that you've shown me this. And so, so that's, another, that's another initiative that we're going to do there. So those are the four initiatives. I hope that's helpful. Um, we think they fit really well. Um, Secretary Kendall's going to come here in April, and we're going to roll this out to him and see what he thinks. We're hoping that he's, uh, that he's happy with what he sees uh, as we work to, to make the, the command stronger. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you going into the lines of effort, and uh, I encourage you know, the, the workforce that's listening and our industry partners and our other partners to go and read the plan, and I'm going to include a link to that in the show notes for this so people can just go right to it and take a look. So, sir, how do you want your workforce to utilize the 2023 strategic plan? I would. It depends on who they are in, in terms of what level they're at. Um, first and foremost, I want them to view the plan as a roadmap. Mm -hmm. So, if you're driving, if you're going somewhere in your car, I, don't, I mean, this is the way I do it. You know, Google Maps is my friend. 
Um, I dial the destination and I, and I follow it. But I don't follow it blindly, first of all. And sometimes on, on your journey, it, it'll actually recompute uh, because maybe there's a traffic jam somewhere. Um, and so it'll, you know, it'll, it'll offer you, you know, opportunities to, to, uh, to go a different route. I view that, uh, the strategic plan, in, in much that way. I don't, I don't see the lines of effort changing just because I do think they're pretty encompassing. But the, the, uh, the initiatives underneath them will you know, very likely um, change over time. We, we're not going to be successful at everything. So the first thing that's the uh, strategic plan is it's a roadmap. Um, and, and the second point I would make about it is I do view it as all-encompassing. And why that's important is I think every airman, civilian and military, should see themselves somewhere in this plan. You'll notice that the plan doesn't say deliver airplanes or deliver cyber systems or deliver heavy, heavy maintenance or um, you know you pick your you, you pick your thing it says deliver integrated capabilities so the word capabilities is a is a broad term to talk about whatever um, each person is uh, is asked to deliver we're all asked to deliver something I know that's true um, and so everybody so I, I'm hoping that folks look look at this plan and they see themselves in it very, very important. When we, when we built this, the team that built this plan really felt it was important for every airman, um, I think we have 80 some odd, 84,000 of them, that they see themselves in this plan somewhere. That's the way the plan was built. Uh, which gets me to the next thing, and that is I'm hoping that when they see this plan, they read it and they say, oh, build one AFMC business enterprise inculcate internal processes that activate innovation. So if I'm working at the comptroller squadron at Tinker Air Force Base, um, that, I, that I make that real to me for whatever process that I'm doing there, um, so that I take that opportunity. So I'm hoping they use this to spawn ideas mm -hmm. for initiatives at their level. We can have initiatives at my level, we can have initiatives at the center level, we can have initiatives at the directorate or the wing or the complex level. You, you sort of get the idea. It's kind of like, you know, a, fr a fractal, if you will. So this thing kind of replicates, and things are nested underneath it. Um, I won't necessarily, and I very likely won't see most of the initiatives that come from this. So from that perspective, this thing is really meant to spawn a ton of thinking at every single level in Air Force Material Command. I mean, truly, that's when we built it. That's that was our thought. Um, now let's go back to my level for a second. There are a number of initiatives. Um, I think we're sitting at about 14 right now. There are 14 initiatives that I am personally watching very closely. Mm -hmm. um, but what I don't want folks to think is that's all that's important is those 14. I, I absolutely do not think that. It's just there's 14 of them that are very um, strategic, if you will, mm -hmm. that really cut across all the centers. That, uh, that, and, and some of those 14, I'll tell you, are things that I've been asked to do. Uh, one of them, for example, is the S&T resource allocation uh, process. So the secretary and the chief have asked me to um, look at the S&T resource allocation process and governance so for how we decide how we spend our S&T. So guess what? We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Another one, uh, you know, is accelerate. There's a there's an idea that um, is there a way to make uh, a, a Tesco faster? Right now, we sort of have, have a chasm between development tests and operational tests. Well, what if we came up with a system where those were much more tightly integrated? That's another one that's at my level. So there's 14 of those. 
I think those will come and go as well. You know, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll complete some, we'll graduate them. Some of them may not work out. We'll just kind of shuffle them to the side. New ones will come up. But I am telling you, that is just the ones at my level. I, I'm hoping that that same activity happens at every single level. So this, this plan was meant to be um, a, a call to action. Um, it's our roadmap, but it's really a call to action at every single level um, of our command. Great. What do you want to make sure people leave this conversation with regarding the strategic plan? That it is not a coffee table document. This is a, this is a plan, this is a usable plan that we, that every AFMC airman, civilian and uniform, they play a critical role for us to achieve the objectives underneath LOE, under each LOE. Mm -hmm. um, and that if we can work together as one integrated team, one AFMC team on a lot of, so you, this idea that I'm, that I'm positing, you can imagine hundreds and hundreds of initiatives, most that I do not know about. Mm -hmm. But we're working as one team, whether they're that you know, whether they're inside of our organization or or or, or sister organization, or even outside of a, our, our particular center, that we can actually do great things if we work together as one AFMC team, and that's really what it's about is is just coming together. Um, we are not six distinct centers. If I could, if I could, if there's one strong point that I could make is we are not. If we were six distinct centers. Each of our centers would report directly to the Pentagon, to a different um, office inside the Pentagon. Um, we're not. That's not what we are. We are, we are six centers. We are united in, in, in our mission and our vision, uh, and we need, to, we need to integrate ourselves much more tightly, and, and, uh, and that's, that's going to be what we're going to be uh, working together uh, as one team to do. Well, I have one more question for you. When uh, you first started, whether you're joking or not, you said you always want to be on a podcast. So, how did it go? I thought I, it's fun. I mean, I, you know, it's uh, it's. Uh, I, I hope the listeners, um, <clears throat> you know, have enjoyed it. Um, and and uh, I'm very passionate about what we do here. Um, I know that I know the workforce is too. It goes back to where I started. The workforce is pretty. Is pretty jazzed about all this, and what you, what's really neat is you, it cuts across all ages, mm -hmm. all functionals, um, all demographics, all locations, and so I wish everybody could travel with me to all these locations. And we we have a lot to be proud of in this patch right here. Your your viewers can't see it, but I'm looking at our patch right now. We got a lot of we got a lot of a lot to be proud of, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this patch even stronger. So thank you. Well, thank you, sir, for being on the podcast. You're welcome. If you have suggestions for topics or people to interview or feedback on the podcast, you can submit those at thecontractingexperience at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening to the Contracting Experience podcast. Until next time, keep connecting to the world around you.